Welcome to ZPM. I'm Teresa. And I'm Lenny. How you been? I'm okay. I've been good, just working. I'm exhausted. Yeah, so am I. School has started back, so it's been a lot. Uh, last night, I was a dirty stay out and did not get home until one in the morning. Oh, where'd you go? I went to see Primus. They're still touring? Oh, God, yes. And in the <laughs> middle of the, in the middle of their set, they play all of Rush's A Farewell to Kings. Oh. We were meant to go last year, but obviously last year is the year that never happened. So we went this year. Was it a good time had by all? Oh, yeah. I'm like, this, this sounds to me like these are two bands that you are not interested in. Well, Primus? I know Primus. No, I said interested in. You might be familiar with them, but you don't. You did sound excited to hear about the Rush component to that. Well, I mean, I like only like one song by Rush. I don't know it's a lot about Rush. Sorry, it's, <laughs> tell- it's telling Sorry. Rush fans. No, we know. I found a unicorn, which is another woman in the audience. And not like a bridge troll, like this wonderful, beautiful woman who huge Rush fan, like shouting, singing, like reaching to the heavens. The Whoever she was with, boyfriend, dad, who knows? He looked like he lost a bet. <laughs> now at a typical Rush show, it's the other way around. The guy is very into what's going on around here and the girl always looks like she is too new in the relationship to break the bad news that she does not like this band oh uh, I, I only know um tom sawyer that's the only that's the only song i know from right well that's funny because it does relate into Stargate a little bit like in a tangential kind of second degree uh in Brazil in South America, Tom Sawyer is the theme song to MacGyver. That's weird. It is weird. Rush didn't know that either until they went down there to tour for the first time ever years back. Neil Parrott, their their drummer, passed away last year. Um, Mm -hmm. This is several years ago. They were like, We have bands in South America. And they were like, Guys, yes. Do you not know that Tom Sawyer's theme song to MacGyver? And they were like, what? <laughs> Wait. Why didn't they use the original MacGyver theme? Was it like, know, were they going to get sued? Other countries are weird. Hmm. They do weird stuff, like have Tom Sawyer be the theme to MacGyver. So what if you're like Brazilian and you come up to America during the time MacGyver's playing and you hear a different theme song, and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the Venn diagram of that would have been when it was new episodes or just in in repeats. Like, I don't see MacGyver on a lot, you know? No, I'm saying, because, like, back in the 80s when MacGyver was on, if you're Brazilian and you hear the Tom Sawyer theme song for MacGyver, so you know you grew up knowing that song, and then you come up here and it's like, wait, that's a totally different theme song. What's happening? I'm going to go ahead and say that MacGyver didn't air in South America when it aired here. They didn't have internet. Well, let's say like 90s, 2000s. Uh, Yeah, that's more like it because 
Tub Sawyer came out in the mid eighties. On moving pictures in eighty three, I want to say. There's no way we can ever find out for sure. But then again, MacGyver would have aired in Brazil because I knew about MacGyver when I was going up for Trinidad. Hmm. It, oh, it comes. It came out in 1981. What? Uh, Tom Sawyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we had we had MacGyver in Trinidad growing up, but it was the original theme song. It wasn't Tom Sawyer, so I don't know hmm. why they would do that. But that's weird. Maybe they were trying to promote the album down there, but like the band didn't know. <laughs> why wouldn't Why wouldn't the band know though? That'd be weird. 1985 to 1992 is the TV series MacGyver lasted for. Well, that's very interesting. I used to like MacGyver. I liked when he narrated like all his all his little MacGyverisms. I can I, I have a little MacGyver trauma. It's like, really? and I think. Yes, I know. Uh, I think about it a lot. There's an episode in the original series where it's MacGyver versus like an onslaught of fire ants and he kills them with fire, but he's like stuck on a billboard or something like that. Well, he's got like a backpack of fire. Yes, I remember that episode. Traumatized about ants for the rest of my life. There was too (laughs) many ants. And they're not fire Fire ants. No, they're just plain black ants. But still, like, if I take, like, like, I left the honey out and Michael was like, hey, you left the honey out. It was full of ants. If I came across that, I would probably have fainted. It would have just been too many ants. And it's because of this episode that too many ants. Wow. That's pretty funny. Well, hopefully this episode of Stargate will not traumatize you. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Brazil. Um no it doesn't. You're right. We watched season four, episode twenty-one, penultimate season episode. Penultimate. That's right, that's a big word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there it is. Somebody has it's on the videos. You can find the theme song. I'm sorry, I looked it up, everybody. You too can look it up with the magic at Google. Magic. Um, I'm not going to play it for you because we don't have the copyright for it. Although, Neil Pert was really the uh, stickler for that copyright sort of stuff. So, yeah. It's going to do haunt me. He'd have hated that too. He's not a very social guy. He might. He might. He might. If we pass, like at our. Um, at Halloween time at Samhain, we celebrate uh, those have, who have passed. And somebody was like, oh, you should do something for Neil uh, Parrot. And I was like, oh, my God, if there's anything on this earth and in the afterlife that he would hate, it's being invited to a party where he doesn't know anyone. <laughs> who are you people? Oh, my God. I'm like, oh, he'd be like, what did I do to deserve this? Ugh. <laughs> Like when they toured, he would ride his motorcycle behind the bus and be like, I'll catch up with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's hilarious. It's wild. He's got like a whole little documentary or docu-series about his uh, cross-country travels on his motorcycle. 
really fascinating. That group rules. Everybody, oh. I hope you love Rush as much as I do. And if you don't, do not let me know because I live for that band. <laughs> I should get a tattoo. I should get a tattoo. Anyway, of back Neil to part. Well, not of his head or anything, but like the band, <laughs> like symbology from from the band. <laughs> oh, can you imagine just like on my back, just giant Neil parts every time. Me and Michael are having sex. He just sees Neil Bart's head. He just sees Neil. You're right. <laughs> Love it. He'd be like, oh, thank God we got married. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're back. We're back with Double Jeopardy, episode 21. Penultimate, I said it. Um, and it opens, cold open. SG-1 is attacked by uh, Jaffa. Uh, also, first th- first notice on this cold open, old haircuts. Nice wig work, Dan and Sam. <laughs> yes. Where they even get wigs like that, which only makes me think, since they look eerily good, that they've been wearing wigs the whole time. You think? I don't know. That Sam wig in particular looks good. I think Daniel's was his own hair when he had that hair length. Because he has the do-rag on, and he never takes it off. Yes, he does. That hides a lot of wig sins, you know? But yep. robot, robot Sam got that bop back, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I'm saying it It was very convincing, though. I was like, wait a minute. I, did, I didn't notice, like, the old haircuts and the old hairstyles. Mm. Uh, back from the cold open... I forgot that native kid's name. I wrote it down here, though, uh, somewhere. D- uh, Darian. Darian, okay. So Darian thinks that this is the SG-1 that liberated uh, their planet by starting a rebellion and rejecting the false gods and all this business. But this SG-1 was like, uh, we didn't do that. We didn't do that at all. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. Darian's like, uh, stop the lies. What is this? <laughs> um, so they, so O'Neill escapes into the woods, yeah? And mm-hmm. the others get caught and brought to Kronos. They send out a search party looking for O'Neill, but they can't seem to find him. Uh, but he turns up at Darian's house. Ooh. And asks um, asks what happened. Asks for like the tea of what's going on here. Darian uh, tells him what happens that after Haru left, Chrono stepped up to the plate and took over their planet. Uh, Jack's like, hmm, interesting. Uh, Jack goes, close your eyes, and they do for some reason. I know that's like how he slips away unobserved or whatever, but like I'd be like, no. If you ask me right now to close my eyes, I'd be like, why? Yeah, no one's suspicious at all. They're just like, ah. There's a lot of that dumb stuff going around where I'm like, are you serious? You fell for that? You deserve this. And apparently, apparently the Jaffa don't know how to how to look like around corners or like down under crevices or anything. They just look straight ahead. They're walking by like a very thick forest, like a Pacific Northwest, even, say. In Vancouver. 
which is a rainforest, actually. And they just look right into the forest and they're like, Molly's not in there. He's wearing camouflage. You think he could be under the log? No. Why would he go? Why would he hide there? Who shuffled those leaves over his hand later on? Was that Darren? No. That was somebody else. They saw that hand and they covered it up with leaves. No, I think that was that was O'Neill. No, O'Neill was under the leaves. He didn't kick his own leaves. Somebody oh. walked by, saw the hand, and kicked leaves over the hand. No, I think what it was, from what I gather, what it was was that he was ready in disguise and he killed one of the guards or knocked them out. Mm. Oh, interesting. And then he, oh. he hid he hid the leaves under the leaves. But no one's going to look there because they're Jafan. They look straight ahead. Oh, I see. That must be a thing that I missed. So that's O'Neill kicks the leaves over somebody else's hand. Yes. Oh, right. Because he turns up dressed up like one of those warriors anyway. Mm-hmm. I got it now. Um, that doesn't help anything with this episode. But it's good to know that that's where that costume came from. Uh Covers up a hand. With me. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good catch. Because I didn't get that. <laughs> uh, Darren, as a reward for bringing in the others, uh, gets to take the first shot and kill Daniel. And they discover that Daniel is not human. Nope. His robot head flies right off. And now I understand from last week's episode when I watched the promo and I didn't understand why in the, I can hear you do that. I didn't understand why Michael Shanks is only listed as Android Daniel. It's because real Daniel Jackson is not in this episode. No, he's off on a mission somewhere. That's crazy. So like, of course, he wouldn't be listed as Daniel if Daniel doesn't appear. So that's a neat thing that I only realized after watching this episode. Well, I mean, he's he's the he's in the episode and he's not in the episode. Like the actors in the episode, right? Uh, so meanwhile, at the real SGC, the gates get styled to let in the guy who made uh, Harlan, who made the robot, the good robot usses. Yes. And he tells them what happened to the robot versions of them. And he, uh, I forgot about him entirely. Oh, Harlan? Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about good robot us's. I forgot about all of that stuff. He made his own SG-1 team. Darren, back on the planet, was like absolutely s- staggered by Robot Daniel. Like never seen anything like it. It was like, oh my God. Uh, and then he was even more shocked to see that Kronos was also shocked to see Robot Daniel Head. He's like, what is Daniel's head being a robot for? All the, if I was Darian, all these events would make me catatonic. Like, I just saw some stuff that my brain cannot process. Honestly, because like before SG-1, regular SG-1 shows up to liberate them from a ghoul that hasn't come over there in four or five generations and the most advanced thing they have is like a donkey pulled a plow i just yeah i'd check right out i'd be like you're right no sir i'd be like lenny is not here today uh 
but this is but Cronus being shocked that there's a robot Daniel on the loose convinces him that no like a god would never be shocked. I'm like, what do you this is some flimsy logic? It's flimsy ghouled logic that they're inflicting on other people be like, oh, we're so omnipotent. We would just know everything. Any if they did any bit of like legend searching before they took up the monikers, people Zeus is surprised at every turn. Like he just turns around. He's like, I'm so surprised to see anybody over here. What is this? I have another son. How did that happen? No, Hera, I swear to you. Goodbye. How'd that get there? Yeah, the gods don't know every last thing. Otherwise, the second anything happened, they'd be like, yeah, I know already. Exactly. But they don't. So that's some like, and for him to like have his entire faith, like, he's like, these are my gods. Here he is. He's right here. I see him with my eyes. That's a god. I believe in him. I do regular ritual and worship and church or whatever they do uh, to this guy. And, and he was like, wow, a robot person in front of me. That's pretty surprising. Uh, well, there goes my religion right in the toilet, I guess. Right? I'm like, what? My entire belief system has been shattered. I, know, I was like, wow, it didn't take very much, did it? I would still be catatonic because I would be like, what? And what the hell is that? Why is he? Why is he not bleeding? <laughs> he even says it. He's like, I've beheaded people before, and I've never seen this. <laughs> yeah, really. Oh, he's seen robots. Give me a break. Who, Darian? No, Cronus. Oh, Cro- yeah. I'm pretty sure Cronus knows about robots. I'm sorry, I was talking about Darian. Oh, <laughs> no, he wouldn't have seen a robot, would he? Outside of a mouth, and that's not like exactly in the uncanny valley, is it? And he was freaking out at the mouth. Uh, back at SG One, Harlan's like, "Please help your robot, your robot additions," and they agree. Although Jack does not want to help, he's like, "Too bad about robot uses." Right, too bad, so sad. And they find that the robot, uh, robot SG One, went to the planet. That was supposed to bury their gate, but then they didn't. Either they didn't bury their gate, or Cronus dug it back up. Uh, but SG One's on the way. Yep. And then they sell. They send a map through, and then Robot O'Neill looks at the map and is like, "Hey, <laughs> George." <laughs> well, he has no. He has no affiliation to Stargate. Really, he's a robot. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he knows about it, but like. I don't know what would make him call him George instead of general or whatever. He's not, he's not, he's not under their rank. Uh, I guess not. Or maybe he's just cheeky like that as a cheeky little robot. Could be. Uh, well, the Jacks argue and then get into a fist fight. Which is kind of awesome. I like that. I like that scene. So does Sam. She's a dirty bird. She's like, should I stop them? Nah. She's like, I'd love to see how this uh, plays out. I'm like, are you chanting for them to kiss? I can't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> that's some that's next level. And Teal's just sitting there standing there like, uh-huh. This is pretty Teal light, I gotta say. 
until like the bitter end. So they send a, a lady Gould over to figure out how the robots work. Yeah, who is this? Per- who is this person? Not just some some lady who's given the eye to Kronos. Like she's into that Zeus-looking uh, curly gray hair situation. She's like, yeah, baby, into it. Yeah, some evil Doctor Mengele person. That's like. <laughs> Well, now that you you mentioned Dr. Mengele, and now I'm not going to make the comparison. <laughs> but, oh, so Sam's like not giving it any of it up. She's like, I'm a robot, so no, I will not be telling you. Um, while they're trying to come up with a plan, Robot Jack reveals that he has an internal radio in which he can speak to Robot Teal and Robot everybody else. Way to never bring it up. Yeah, right. It's that's called a plot device. So funny. <laughs> Robot Teal goes to chat up Kronos while SG1 infiltrates the ship. So that must be part of it. So like Robot Jack told Robot Teal to go talk to Kronos. I thought this would be a little bit more like action-y than it actually is. Yeah, things just happened like really quickly. Mm. Um, Robo Teal goes through the whole you killed my father prepared to die bit Uh, Robot Sam tells that lady uh, yeah oh it's so easy yeah just just, just put these two push these two buttons in sequence and it'll activate yeah she's like see that one that says self destruct that's the one you want to be pushing it means reset <laughs> where we're from. It doesn't mean blow up. It means blow up. And then she's like, yeah, it's a, it's a self-destruct button. And then <laughs> she blows up. That's good stuff. Uh, <laughs> but even if, you're, even if you're a ghoul or an alien, you hear a beeping that's going down in sequence. Wouldn't you, wouldn't your brain, you're a scientist, wouldn't your brain like figure out, hey, it sounds like a countdown. Maybe this is not cool. <laughs> well, she figures it out ultimately. Yeah, but it's too late. Well, yeah, that's the fun of it. I mean, good on Sam for like blowing up robot Daniel. I don't know if she's like, we could just make another robot Daniel. Or she's got like a stronger constitution than flesh and blood SG1 who's like We'll kill two SG teams to get Jack back. You know what I mean? Right. Kronos <laughs> gets on top of real Teal and tries to like take his symbiote, which I don't know if he's doing it slow and painful on purpose, but this, no. it's taking forever. No, what he's doing, what they do is they crush the symbiote. They try to crush the symbiote and the blood mixes in with the Jaffa blood and it becomes toxic to them and oh, they just wow. die painfully. Yeah. Cause that's what he did to his, his father. That's how he killed his father. He like okay. actually crushed the symbiote in there, and the talk to- the blood from the symbiote mixed with his blood, it becomes toxic. Real- and they basically they basically die of sepsis. That's real rude to uh, <laughs> right? kill to kill one of your own just so you could kill like a regular guy, just a regular guy. Yeah, you couldn't shoot him. It's like if I just gave you a tapeworm, and I was like, one day. It'll be probably one day. You'll have such severe diarrhea that you'll just die. You're gonna shoot yourself to death. I'll be watching. 
Yeah. Uh, but that's okay because Robot Teal kills Kronos. Which is kind of bittersweet in a way. Yeah. It's kind of anticlimactic in a way because he's just like for our father. Teal's like, all right. I had him though. Slight, yeah, yeah. Real Teal really had him. And he was like, but I had him. <laughs> that's like some sitcom stuff. Right. I had him, you know. No, you didn't. So Kronos is dead. Robot Jack and Real Jack make up with each other or whatever. Well, well, Robot Jack gets shot too. Yeah, everybody's in like worse for worse for wear if you're a robot. Yeah. And Sam robot Sam dies because she was pulling out the uh the green crystals to lock all the doors. She powered down. I don't know if she's destroyed. If they just drag her back through the gate, probably reassemble or whatever. Oh, is that what it is? Because it made it seem like she shorted out because she absorbed too much energy. We'll never know because that's the end of the episode. <laughs> no, that's right. That just it's just the Jacks walking on a beach together. He's like, you're all right. He's like, well, do you think we're real? He's like, yes. And he's like, all right, well, I'm going to die now. And it just fades to black. Like, what? And yeah, might as well have been them walking on the beach together, being like, I love you. And, I love you, too. Yeah. And I'm sorry, Darian is a little too well adjusted to view all of this. I guess, you know what? If you, if you saw like alien, like an alien ship comes down in the middle of Long Island. And you see it and the initial shock is there but then that ship like i don't know leaves or does something else and like a year later it came back would you still be like i can't believe they came back with different technology It'd be like whatever well, this is fine if the ship if the ship i saw came back and it became like if i've never seen transformers before and it's going to transform into like a car or something i'd be like my brain can't fathom this i'm going catatonic <laughs> What do they call that? The in Percy Jackson, the mist. The mist. So, like, whenever some like godly activities are going on, like Medusa runs a secondhand shop or garden statuary place, like out on the highway, the the regular like human mm-hmm. brain can't process like snakes for hair. It like won't allow it. So they call it the mist, and that is why. Like people never see magical things happen. And even if they're forced to confront it, their brains will just be like, shut her down. Your brain can't process it. Right. You like the brain is like Legionnaire's disease. Carry on. <laughs> Tuberculosis. Let's go. Yeah. Like, cause it just can't put up with it, especially the events that happen in the book. Like Percy's being chased by like flying kinds of monsters and things like that. And it's all like happening in, Manhattan like there's a whole big godly war in Manhattan in those books and like regular people just like nope checking out no thank you I don't, no 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 well I mean how come Darren doesn't check out then because he's never seen he's never seen mechanical bees before so his brain must be like oh, I'm gonna melt now thank you well probably but like the brain just doesn't want to put up with like whatever he just saw there and was like you know what nope Nope, they're twins. <laughs> nope, they're twins. Yeah, like they'll be like, yeah, that's just like uh, alien physio. I don't know, but it's fine. And like, won't dig deeper because the brain's like, no, no, thank you. <laughs> it just blocks it out. Yeah, people do that kind of stuff all the time where like they don't want to see the problem that's right in front of them because 
the braids try to keep them comfortable and and just be like, nope, absolutely not. Nope, nope. Look at this bird. Yep. You're like, oh, phew. Uh, so questions that don't get answered by this episode fading to black in this way. Can Harlan fix them? That was my first question. Like, are they really dead? Because Harlan can just rebuild them. Right. Are they decommissioned? Like, Harlan has to turn them off or change their personality in some way? What's going on here? Did they just really kill Kronos in a filler episode? <laughs> right? All questions that we're not getting answers to. Did Teal'c really avenge his father? Oh, yeah. Does it count as, as avenging? I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't, because, I mean, Teal'c did kill Kronos, but it wasn't actual Teal'c, but it had his personality and all his memories. Yeah, I don't know if it's the same. Although, regular Teal'c, even though he was in pain, he still got to see, like, the death look on his face, so that's pretty exciting for Jaffa. They like that. They're into it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he gets some satisfaction, but I'm pretty sure it's going to haunt him. Like, I didn't do it myself. <laughs> Maybe so. Uh, what do you rate this episode? Um, that's, that's hard. I give it, like, three and a half. Because mm. it ended so, like, abruptly. And it was everything happened, like, so quickly. I gave it two and a half. I thought it would be more funny, like, uh, twinsy interactions. I get it. There's the special effects budget probably not there for it. But, uh. It was okay. It was two and a half stars for me. Yeah. And it had a really big event for a filler episode. It does. Which I think, I always think that's weird. (laughs) Why is that in there? (laughs) But that's fine. Uh, We'll find out for next week because I saw the promo for next week. And it's the finale. We're at finale time. Season four going down. Finale with the Tok'ra. The Tok'ra? Uh, we're back to that traitor guy that I forgot about entirely because he's from like two seasons ago. Or Oh, Mythos? No, the, uh, Thaddy, what's his name? Tanith? Yeah. Oh, me, no, I'm saying Mythos because he, he was Mythos in Highlander. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, he was. Okay. Yeah, There's it's Mythos. Facial blindness. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you, my friend Bart, I saw him a couple of weeks ago, and this joke damn near killed me so he's literally blind like blackout blind Mm -hmm. and i was talking about this the problem i have with facial recognition and i was like they call it's called like facial blindness and i have facial blindness i can't recognize anybody my friend bart turns to me and goes oh my god me too (laughs) i was like you Oh, you better call 911 because you just murdered me. <laughs> Seriously. That's pretty funny. Oh my God, me too. Me too. I know how you feel. <laughs> it's oh like, uh, dude, I hate it's like I hate you as you're dying of laughter. I know. I was like, oh no. Oh, it was such a good joke. I think about it a lot. It's okay. This part, damn it. So funny. So Okay, so the the Toker Trader is back from Highlander, and they want to blow up a sun, and that is what's happening in the finale. No, as as the SG one as Samantha, yeah, as Samantha tends to do. I'm like, oh, let's blow up the sun because it's that easy, you know. They uh, 
They make it look like Jack might say no. Give me a break. That that guy <laughs> blows it up. He's like, uh, exciting news. Um, got anything you want to plug? Uh, no, not okay. really. Uh, you can catch me on my other podcast, Last God Standing, at Last God Pod over on uh, Instagram or Twitter or whatever. Uh, you can find this podcast everywhere. We're at ZPM Stargate on Gmail, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook. Go to T Public and buy one of our shirts. I designed this cute little uh, forest with a Stargate in it that sits like one of those like retro-y kind of things with the sun behind it, you know. Anyway, go buy one. Find us on T Public. Leave us a five-star review on the app of your choice and iTunes or wherever you can't leave reviews on Spotify for some reason. That's okay. They won't let you. No, no, it's really wild. Uh, so do don't use Spotify because you can't leave us a review there. Go to iTunes and leave us a review. Five stars is the favorite stars. Um, come on. Someone's coming and we'll see you next week. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye.